You are listening to Unapologetic Talk, brought to you by We The People. Out of your home, into the streets. We are not outnumbered. We are out-organized. The revolution is more than protesting. Unapologetic Talk is another tool to create community here in New York City and eventually all over the world. Stop ignoring politics. Politics affects every single aspect of your life. No matter what we do in the city, they have a coordinated effort, and it's the same fingerprints in the same name. Don't be scared to decolonize your mind. Changing opinions based on new information is how things should work. Bringing some common sense with a little New York disrespect. Leroy Adams. Let's talk. We the people, for the people, by the people. Hey, y'all. It's Don. Really Rebel. And I'm Angie. And welcome to Unproject Talks, when this week we are interviewing two people who have just been abused by police. This happened this weekend, uh, Fashion Weekend in New York City. Uh, Quavo had a free event that was promoted on Instagram. And yeah, and these two situations happen in the same location to two people that don't know each other. Um, we'll be interviewing... Um... The guy's name is Kevin, Kevin, and um, the woman in this altercation was named um, Daniela. They both were um, assaulted, you know, during this event, and we'll be interviewing them. And it's very important to point out that this comes after the settlement that happened. What did you say the name was, Dons? The, I'm not sure, but I believe it's the... Um, 2020 NYPD Reformant Act. Okay, like, so basically the settlement says that the NYPD is not to react to... Well, it, it does it specify protest? I'm not sure if it specifies protests or just like public events. And they're not supposed to use force. They're not supposed to, you know, use... um, Do the most, as they usually do. Which all of us, when we read that, we were like, hmm, we wonder how this is going to go. This is going to be interesting and how long this is going to last. And clearly... It did not last a week. Yeah, nah. And there's uh, also like this, this, um, this whole situation. I mean, just just looking at it, like I said, I, I think it's uh, it has to do with that Kai. I think that Kai Sinat being that it's a um, internet influence free event. You know what I mean? And they knew mad people was going to show up. It's a free event where the city's not making no money. So yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, um. And this is another way of of showing their flexing their power, bro. Flexing their power. They were stopping all of those. They were they were stopping people from getting into a free event by telling them they need tickets to a free event where it wasn't no, you know, what I mean, tickets. So this is them flexing their power and showing uh, uh stopping us from being free because it's a free event, bro. It's a free event, and people. I think people need events like this. You know, what I mean, we can't always. Afford people can't afford Quavo tickets and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they need to figure out how to start giving us free events they damn selves. But this is definitely just an example of how the NYPD is just trying to utilize any non profitable opportunity to abuse the people, anything that they don't benefit off of. They bring something. Let's roll the interviews. If you could go ahead and just like like go ahead and give me that same give them the same background you just gave me about what happened to you. 
Alright, cool. So, uh, this is what happened. You know, uh, as as y'all can see from my profile, I'm a street photographer. I take pictures. That's what I do. That's what I do on the side. Um, I was at the house. I uh, was scrolling on Instagram. I seen that Sidetalk NYC was promoting a uh, an event. It was last minute. They was promoting an event at ten o'clock that Quavo was gonna perform and other artists. So. Um, you know, I got hype. I saw that I was at the house not doing anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and see what's good. I invited my two younger cousins to come along. Uh, mind you, um, I live in Jersey. So um, it was like a 30-minute drive for me real quick. My cousins, it was already in Brooklyn. I'm originally from Brooklyn and Queens. And, um, yeah, so I headed out there. I got there before them. I parked my car right around the corner from the um, incident. And as I walked towards the, um, the block where... It w- the event was at what was taking place. It was shut down. They had everything barricaded and everything. So, um, yeah, as I approached to the block, you know, they had everything shut down. I asked a female officer. I was like, hey, um, I'm here for the event, such, such, such. She was like, okay. She let me in with no problem. I go in. I'm in the block. The block is shut down, but I'm in the block. I'm inside. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm taking pictures already. I'm just getting ready for it. I'm getting ready for anything to start, waiting for my cousins to arrive and everything. And then um, they had called me and told me, yo, bro, what's up? It's blocked and I let nobody in. So I go down the block to the corner to see what's up. And I asked the female officer. I saw, like, the white shirt one. So it was a different officers there. So I asked her. I was like, yo, man, my cousins are here with me. Um, can you let them in at the event? They're like, no, we're not letting nobody in due to crowd control. Mind you, it's not, a lot, it's not a lot of people there at all whatsoever. So I'm just like, okay. So, But then... I just kept nagging her about it, like, ma'am, can you just please let them in? It's a free event. Everybody else is trying to come in as well because they everybody knows it's a free entry event. The police are just blocking everybody from not coming in. I don't know why. So long story short, I'm just there, like, just trying to find ways to get them in, get them in. And then I overhear a uh, detective supervisor that's in the video. He's wearing, like, a whole black suit. He's telling people, oh, uh, nobody can't come in unless you got a ticket. So I'm just like what a ticket like you don't even know everybody here knows it's a free entry event like it's posted on it's posted on the gram like mm-hmm. the whole size is free so i'm just like what like but long story short i told the officer i just like try to like i lied i told him hey listen i bought tickets but i show him the flyer you know i was like yo, i cash out the hose he was like oh that's not the ticket i'm like yo my officer this is a free entry event like what are you talking about like uh 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 and then he was just, he just got mad at me and he was like, yo, get out of here. I'm like, get out. I'm already here. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, how you going to kick me out of free entry event? I'm not going nowhere. And then he just like, oh, you got to get out of here. That's it. I'm like, what? And then all the officers, all his little turtles just came up and surrounded me. And they're just like, oh, you got to leave. I'm like, yo, I'm not going nowhere. Like, he was like, you need a ticket to be here. I'm like, you do not need a ticket here. There's no, there's no ticket master. There's no event bright link where you have to buy tickets to come here like it's being the the, <laughs> the 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 event is happening at a public restaurant sweet chick is that sweet chick by the way i missed that out it was on is that sweet chick so it's at a public restaurant so yeah i just holding people back so i'm like yo i'm not going nowhere and then um the officer that assaulted me lopez he comes up to me and he's like you know this tough guy shit he's like oh um yo, you got to get out of here, because he said something. I'm like, yo, I'm not dipping. Like, yeah, you guys going to have to force me out of here, like, straight like that. And then they just, like, forcefully grabbed me and pushed me out. 
I fall, I get tight, I fall because I'm embarrassed. Everybody there watching me get pushed out. So I get up and I just, you know, stand my ground. I start cursing at them and all that. And then they just want to come out the barricade and like get in my face and just like, oh, uh, so I'm just like, oh, fuck you. This on the third, I'm cursing at them, you know, being me, not putting no hands on them at all. Just verbally just saying what I'm saying because it's the freedom of speech. So I'm just yelling at them tight. And then Lopez just grabs me up. He just jokes me up like this, and then I'm just saying, like, so we're, like, face to face. I'm telling him, like, fuck you, uh-uh, and he just starts attacking me, like, start punching me in my face nonstop. He just starts punching me in my face, and I'm just, like, you know, I did the best I could to not even, you know, I held my ground. I didn't, do, I didn't swing a hand or nothing. If I was somebody else, if I wanted to, I could have just, you know, swung back and just, nah, but me, I let him do all the, you know? He has some type of anger issues. He hit me, and I end up, um, they end up locking me up for that. Um, I end up fainting right there before they put me in the van. I started screaming for ambulance. I'm like, yo, I need medical attention. I just dropped. And then for like a quick few seconds, I just dropped, and then they just picked me up. And then, like, they just took me to the 7th Precinct. They took me there. They end up putting me in a cell. So I'm just there screaming for medical attention still. And then Lopez just come to the back by himself. And he's like, yo, listen, um, I just saw your background. You're not like that. The Senate third. If you go to the hospital, I'm going to I'm going to charge you with um, assaulting an officer and resisting arrest. So he's threatening me with more charges. So I'm just like, oh, fuck you. Uh-uh, you ain't shit. SMD, just disrespecting him. And then the sergeant, the ship commander of that precinct, he comes to the back and he tells Lopez, he's like, yo, get out of here. Like leave and Lopez is like don't talk to me like that like this ain't my first rodeo and him and the him and the sergeant start going at it a little bit and then I'm just there like instigating like ah that's what you got you a little pup I'm talking to the big dog right now Uh uh-uh and he just laughing yeah man and then I just I refused the medical attention because you know I was scared you know he talking about assault you feel me so I don't know what he you know it's he got power with me. He's he's the law. You feel me? He has the badge. He could go on the computer, write anything. You feel me? And mind you, he has no body cam. So and all those and all those um all those uniform officers they had body cam, but they were not on. And the only reason why the body cam was not on because the white shirt uniform officers was there, and so it's like that's their supervisor. So if anything happens, they're white shirt people, so everything. So they're gonna back them up. And as you can see in the video. Um, you know when a body cam is on, when the red light is flashing. No red light flashing on the camera. So they just, like, doing whatever they want. And then after all that happened, after me getting assaulted by him and all that, they let everybody in to watch the performance. And that's how, that's how that other girl got in there and seen the performance. Exactly. That's when I met Daniela. I came out the precinct after they released me. They gave me a DAT. They charged me with sorry conduct. I got to go to court for that on, on the 21st next week. And um, that's when I met the female. She got punched in her mouth, and I seen the video now, and it's just like, it was crazy. Yo. I'm at the hospital right now. I just got a CAT scan. I just my second time coming to the hospital. I'm in, like, OD pain. Like, I'm just traumatized of the whole situation because I looked up his name. I saw his allegations. I saw his lawsuits. I saw all the bad things he did. So he's a dirty cop. My lawyer said it too. He's a dirty cop. He has a history of 
um, putting a weapon on somebody. He physically blinded somebody back in the days, you know, handcuffed and beat them up. So it's like, he's a dirty cop, bro. And he has anger issues. He has a big problem and he should not be on the force at all whatsoever. Well, first things first, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, you know, Thank these you. things happen every day and, and yes. it shouldn't happen at all. Um, but this just goes to show they don't even know what kind of events they're policing. You know, they don't even know what the hell they're doing there. Exactly. Um, so you do have a lawyer that can, can help you sue them because everything, you know, your charges are going to get dropped, especially because yeah. you're and then you're able to, like, sue them. So sue them. Make sure yeah. you sue them. 100%. That's in the process. Inshallah, everything's going to go good, and I'm going to be great. Okay, well, yeah. At least that worked out for you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. My my thing is, um, how long you say you was there before um, when, you, when, you, when you encountered the cops? I, I, I arrived there. The event started at 10. I got there, like, around 9.30. So I was there for, like, a good 30, 25 minutes, you know, but, and then that's, that's that's when my cousins came. They came like what? Like when I got there at nine thirty, they got there like a good what fifteen minutes after me. They was looking for parking. I'm like, yo, go park over here around the corner where I park my car. So it was just I was there for a little bit. I was there for like a good 30, 30, 40 minutes, bro. Just I got proof from my camera that I was already in the spot, taking pictures of everybody there. There was there's like a little cafe across the street from um Sweet Chick. It's like right on the corner, like a little smoke shop. I was in. I went inside there. I greeted people there. I took pictures of the DJ. I took pictures of people smoking there. So I was just already chilling. And then when my cousin and my vibe, yeah, that's when. Yep. Well, it, it, Sweet Chick is Nas Restaurant, right? Yeah, it's Nas Restaurant. It's right there on 178 Ludlow Street, right there in the Lower East Side. I guess that's the first one. No, I think the first one is in Queens. But it's multiple. There's one in Brooklyn, there's one in Queens, and there's one in Manhattan. I also feel like situations like this are a very good opportunity to call these big people out, right? Not just yeah. now, not just switching, not but like also like this side talk. We know they do events and they usually call a lot of people out. And so at this point, if side talk is doing these events and they know the cops are going to show up regardless, they should be some type of communication so that things like this don't happen. Because we can just call hundreds and hundreds of New Yorkers on the street because we know what, how the cops are going to react. You know, look what happened with exactly. The other, you know, not too long ago. No, that's that's, but that's that's why I think they did this shit, Ange. The, um, the right whole cops and that thing. It's right. it's it's uh, you you said it was a, a free event, right? Correct. And they can't make no money off it. They ain't know nothing about it. So yeah, hell yeah, they shutting it down. They didn't want. I guess they didn't want nothing to happen like how it happened at Union. You know what I mean? Yeah. With that, like saying that is Quavo coming to a free event. Like he's bigger than cops and that. So they probably would like. You know what I mean? Um, but, but either way, um, the video, I'm hoping that, can you reach out to Daniel? You see Daniela hitting us now? Um, if you could reach out and, and, and tell her to come in and we can hear her story too. Yeah. Um, because that's, 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 it's crazy that you got a, a, a death ticket. They usually protect themselves in this situation and would say you assaulted them already and sent you like the bookings. You know what I mean? Um, being that, but I don't think they know that you got this video of them getting punched, you know, punch you in your face like that. Yeah, because they didn't know you. You you'd had a video of you 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 punching them in the face. They would have did anything to protect themselves. And probably said, "Oh, you assaulted them first and sent you the bookings and stuff instead of letting you out on a desk ticket." 
don't think they like uh, know that this video is this. So that, that's think, that's another thing too. I'm sure they know what kind of cop this is. I'm sure they know. That I was about to say they yeah. know he's dirty, especially mm -hmm. when they said that he couldn't receive medical treatment because they know they would have got proof of the injuries that the officer did assaulting him, and that would have been a lot of heavy evidence against it. That's why I'm happy you at the hospital anyway. Because you have like up to ninety days, like to get a hospital, like um, just some proof that shows that you got injured by them. Yeah. You could use that against them in court. No, hundred percent. No, not 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 in not in his situation. His 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 limitations. I think is a little bit a little bit uh, more than ours for protesting. We got ninety days to uh, file a lawsuit. But uh, outside of a protest, you know what I mean. He he. I think his limitations is. is uh, as long as you know, if somebody assaulted you, your limitations can be as far as whatever. But I think a protest, and they giving us a, a certain amount of time. We got three months to file our lawsuit, uh, saying that it's in a protest. But other than that, yeah, like I said, like um, he should be able to. Being that it's not a protest, he should be able. His statute of limitation is. No, is, I'm talking about like lawsuit. the filing the evidence, like put inputting the evidence of the lawsuit, like with police interactions. I feel like you have like a certain amount of time to provide evidence. No, yeah, she's yeah. You're right about that. It's it's. Uh, my lawyer did say it takes like 90 days for um for anything. You know, we have 90 days, so you know, to pursue the um lawsuit and everything. But yeah, man, I, honestly, I'm just like traumatized. I, my mother seen the video. My whole family seen the video. I got them on social media. They seen it. They heard. They they surprised. They was like, yo, that like, like, are you serious? Like, they thought I just. I'm like, yo, my like, I went to a free event. The officer even told me they let everybody in right after. Right after all that shit happened, they let everybody in to the free event. So it's just like, once the judge hears this and sees that video and and just, like, understand my point of view, he's going to have a great understanding and be like, okay, like, this guy's wrong. And from his dirty work, of his past history, of him being a police officer, it's going to, you feel me? Like, he doesn't deserve that badge at all whatsoever. All right, watch watch this though, and this this here we go. Watch this, and now this is the wild shit. Um, would you would you would you tell me about about that officer? What was that, Kevin? What, what, what was one of his allegations? What was his allegations? Well, he yeah, um, was one of his allegations. You told me something, bro. I saw something there of him physically blinding somebody. Biting. No, blinding, blinding. Oh, like blinding. someone went, someone went blind. He, someone was handcuffed. He arrested somebody. They were handcuffed, and he was repeatedly punching them on the ground. Like they were like face on the ground. He was just punching them, punching them, punching them nonstop. And then the person ended up coming out blind. Another one is that he arrested somebody, and that person he put a gun to that person. Like he did a false arrest, saying that that person had a gun on them, taking fake false pictures of. You know, just just everything falls. Like, I was reading it today, too. I was sitting down waiting. I was just going back, reading to the stuff. And him also just, like, abusing his authority. He threatened a lady. He went on a search warrant. He threatened a lady about calling ACS against her. Mm. Like, just all this, all these nasty stuff, bro. Just things that is just, like, unnecessary. That like, But that blinding somebody is crazy. It happened in Coney Island back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at his record right now, and literally all his um, allegations are all against black people, black women or black men. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the first thing I've seen, too. As soon as you start scrolling, black oh, men, black men, black men. 
And the fact that you said he has planted evidence on somebody before, I doubt like he wouldn't try to like falsify this case as well. He also has other complaints of him threatening the rights to somebody else too, as well. Just like, just it's just, it's just nasty. This guy is nasty, and I don't you can add that to your complaint too about as far as how he came back there and threatened you about you know what I mean if you yeah. if you if you go to the hospital. That's just like the ACS shit. It's all in his, in his you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all in his heart. For real, man. Like, I don't know, man. I just, there's nothing more. You feel me? I, I you know, the video says it all. It's, it shows his actions. Him in the, in the precinct. They're going to, like, my lawyer's going to pick up those videos of him coming to the cell. He came to the cell a few times. I'm over here standing on top of the bench. You want to come, you want to come to me and tell me, y'all, bro. They better get off that bench, you know. They don't play that shit here. They're going to pack you up. And I just told him SMD. And he walked away with an anger issue. You feel me? His two partners had to do the whole fingerprint against me. His partners, it's funny because his sergeant of his unit told me. He was mad cool. He was like, yo, listen, we both from the same zip code. I'm from East New York. I see that you from East New York as well. My partner did bug out. I'm not going to lie. He bugged out 100%. And the event was free. And then we let everybody in, and everybody's so quavered. That right there did not have to go down. You feel me? You told me just like that. That right there did not have to go down. You feel me? Like, he was aggressive, you know? And he told me everything about him. Like, he told me, like, I guess his own people don't even like him. The sergeant of that precinct, the seventh precinct, which is not his precinct, I'm guessing he's from the semi-f precinct, so he's a whole different district. They were saying um, he got into an argument with that, that ship commander that night. You feel me? After he came and threatened me about adding more arrests to my charges if I go to the hospital. And, you know, he wanted to tell the officer, the sergeant, a black a black male too, short guy with braids, he was pretty chill. He tells them, like, yo, listen, um, he was like, yo, get out of here. And he was like, yo, don't talk to me like that. Like, this ain't my first rodeo. Don't talk to me like that. And he was like, yo, what? Like, you serious right now? Like, that's what the, that's what the sergeant looked like. You serious? And then they just, like, removed them out. He has anger issues, man. Anger issues. Yeah, in the video, bro, where he where he's punching you, um, the the you know the other officer that grabbed you from behind and swung you around, he's swinging you to get you out of where them guys punching. Mm -hmm. So that's that's wild too. You know what I mean? That shows like they was, you know what I mean? The the guy was swinging you around to get you from his punching, and he like walked around with him. And kept hitting you, you know what I mean? Yeah. To the point you had to head down. He was swinging up, throwing uppercuts. So that's 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 damaging. That's damaging. That's real damaging video. That's that's crazy that they let you out with a desk ticket because, bro, one of us, bro, we probably been like, you know what I mean? Threatened with Rikers and some other shit. Like some got a got a goddamn bell. One of them cops was punching us in the face like that. That's nuts, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All the choice would give me a desk ticket because I ain't doing nothing wrong. His detective supervisor knew it was a free is a free entry, and it's but not you, like my bad. Keep going. No, it's okay. I'm just saying this goes to a very important point because when we go protesting, one of our favorite sayings, right, is ACAB. You know, all cops are bastards, and a lot of people tend to be like, oh, you know, he's a good dad, he's a good uncle, he's a good friend, he's a good person, and sure, yeah, you're a good person, you're a good dad, all of that, but once you have your badge and your uniform on, one, you're following orders from people that may not be good dads and good persons and good people and all of the things, and two, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying, they told you, he's wrong, he is wrong, but where is his arrest? They didn't arrest him. Talk. 
That's where he's charging. There's you know, no accountability within that force. No accountability. And you it's know you're yeah, you know your your you know your coworker is wrong, and you you're not even doing anything about it. What 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 is the point of telling the person that he just beat up? Oh yeah, he's wrong. What is that gonna do? You know, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. They want you to be on their side so you lessen the blow on their accountability. He's like, yeah, you know, he's a bad cop, but I'm the good cop who's gonna talk some sense into you to hopefully not get you to file such a severe lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, when you leave here, you can remember the last good cop when really he's a good person and he's getting guilt tripped. It's the guilt hitting him a little too hard in his badge. That's why he was trying to be nice to you. That's a fact. I, I, I do believe that. I do believe that 100% because like, yo, bro, like, you just, like, me, I just, me personally, I just went along with it. You feel me? I'm just like, you know, I, what can I do? I'm already behind it, behind bars. I can't, you feel me? Like, if I was to spit at this man behind, behind the cell, it's over. No, no. You feel you me? Know, it's man. over. It's over. So it's just like, I just hold my composure. I'm just like, yo, you know what? God works his ways. He sees everything. He knows what's wrong. He knows what's bad. And me personally, I didn't do anything bad. I went there to take my pictures, enjoy my night, and go back home with no problem. Yeah. And when you this case me? is over, it will show. You know, you're not going to be charged with anything. You will win your lawsuit, and it will go on his record. I will. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was good that you didn't do the most, you know, even though yeah. in other situations people would. Um, but it's better that way, especially when you are by yourself. And, you, you know, us, like, it's, it's a lot better for us if we have community and we have people that will come out and make sure we're good but for people yeah. that don't have that backup it is better to just kind of like you know unfortunately let it be and then deal with it through the courts um yeah. but that's like for everybody that watches this episode and overall like this is why all caps are bastards this is why will not be any change this is why we say what we say because even the good ones can't do anything good about it exactly so, and the same, and, and, and on top of that, like you got, like people gotta understand too. Like police officers took an oath, so it's them against us. Yeah, they have to. They only there yeah, when there's something different, but it's in reality, it's them against us. That's the oath that they took, so they have to protect each other, each other in uniform. Why was in uniform? That's what they gotta protect. If there's someone yeah, out there getting harmed, that's different. You feel me? But either way, it's still them against us. No matter what, mm-hmm. no matter if they good cop, bad cop, they don't trust us. They don't know us. They don't trust us. Same way, vice versa. Yeah. Because well, they, don't they don't even trust each other, but they got to back each other. And that's what they yeah, do. They, they got to back each other out. Um, I yeah. do want to say that, like, you know, props up for you talking about it, you know, being open about it. A lot of people go through these situations and they don't even want to deal. They don't even want to sue. They don't want to, like, even, you know, think about it. So it, it is a lot that you went to something so traumatizing, but you're still here telling your story. You're online telling your story. You're going to sue. You're going to do all these things. Like, that's important to do. So, honestly, like, thank you for speaking out. Thank you for no, telling No, thank you guys for even giving me the support and reaching out to me. That's that's right there. That makes me happy. You feel me? Peace and blessings be upon all you, all you here. Feel me? Sean, Angie, Dimes, and, of course, my man's Rel. 
You know, I appreciate y'all. Oh, you know, oh, we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna take it to the streets, though. You know that. We do, listen, I'm definitely I'll, taking. I'm definitely going to action. Listen, brother. I'm definitely going to action for this shit. It's it's the reason why it's so crazy how the world's so small. Is I didn't I would have never expect that I would ever come across to you again. You feel me? Because that day when I met you in Soho, I would listen, bro. I walked from Midtown just taking pictures of the streets. I walk from Midtown. I'm like, yo, there's nothing in Midtown. Let me go down towards over here, down, you know? And then I came across that protest, and I'm just like, wow, like, it's something that I love, you know? Because Yeah, that, they don't, they don't know. That's crazy. Look, I, 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 I'm, I'm going through the timeline. I see the video, and I'm like, boom, I hit the link to the video. And I'm reading, I read the caption and shit, and then I, I message him. Like, yo, bro, who is this? Do you know who this is? Can you contact me with this person? And he like, it's me. And I'm like, oh, shit. So then we started following each other. And then when I'm following him, and I'm like, bro, we, 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 I can help you with this and this and that. And I'm scrolling through his page and shit. And I see, like, pictures of the Meek Mills and all these pictures and shit of these celebrities he's taking. Then I scroll <laughs> down, I see a picture of myself. Like, oh, <laughs> I know that he know me. Like, yo, that's fire. Yes. I'm like, oh, bro, you know me. He's like, yeah, yeah, I've been at this shit before. Like, oh, that's fire. Yes, yeah, that's we weren't even following each other, and that's dope. But, uh, but yeah, we ain't, we, we finna be turning up this no, week. Um, Once next again, week, I appreciate you. <laughs> making some noise, because we're going to bring some attention to this, because this hasn't gotten no, the listen, attention that it deserves. Um, Your story needs to be heard. Thank you. Listen, I appreciate you guys so much. I'll be there 100%. You feel me? Um, <clears throat> I will definitely be there with you guys, Martin. <clears throat> You feel me? I will not be alone. I will not let you guys be there alone, and I will be there 100. percent United we stand, divided we fall. You feel me? And we in this together. Oh. I, I wish I would have got um Daniela on on this line. She like she's having uh, trouble with the link, but um, it's, it's I, I really wanted her to like you know what I mean. But we're gonna show her a video and everything, make sure her story get out too. But um, you know I, we had a we had a a, a protester a comrade. That was out here. Um, I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say the name, but um, yeah, they was out here. But uh, I swear it was probably about like three or four actions where I seen like the situation happened to Danielle happened to her, where a cop just like punched him in the face and then just like turned around and walked off like nothing. Like I, I'm not I'm not arresting you. I'm not trying to like none of that. Just turn around, yeah. and all of them, boom. You know what I mean? And um, that's what happened to Danielle. Like. Or like I, I seen like like you know um the video is a little blurry and everything but you can see the cop turn around throw the punch and then just turn back around like nothing happened and exactly. I, um yeah I've, I've seen that happen about like at least three or four times just to one person is just is one comrade you know what I mean and like every time we turned around like their nose and stuff was bleeding I remember one time we got locked up together and you know what I mean um their nose was they had all this brown stuff and I thought it was dirt and I was like, bro, they slammed your face in the dirt. And he was like, no, nah, that's blood. It just like dried up. And he was like, I ain't wiping it off because I want them to see this. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know what I mean? The cop just punched him in his face and just like turned around and walked off and he ended up getting arrested later on. But that's where like when we later on we seen the video, like after we get out of jail and that and like it, it it was just like that video. Like it was just a punch and just like turn around. And they get away with that shit all the time whenever it's like a, a, a crowded, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's where I, I try to tell people that's when we get our shit off too. Right? So that's like a hidden gem. But yeah, that's what that's what they do, bro. That's what they do. They they 
they wait to when shit is rowdy and shit, and they they throw their little punches and get off with the little dirt shit they do. You know what I mean? If you, if um, then usually like I said, like like in your situation, if if they know they did something dirty, like if they wild out like that and usually like punch you multiple times, they have to defend themselves or make up for that. They can't just beat up on you and then lock you up. So usually they, they, they say that you assaulted them or something like that, and they, you know what I mean, and give you those kind of charges. So it was good that you got on a death ticket, and shit, man, don't don't sleep on it, bro. Don't never let them do, that's what I tell everybody, always check with a lawyer and see if you got something. The lawyer going to tell you whether you got something or not. But always do that. Don't never let these cops violate you and just get out of jail and be happy with getting out of jail. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's right. You have a lawyer, but for anybody that watches this episode and anybody that has been in that type of situation, like, hit any of us up. I have numbers. I know Relly has numbers and Dams has numbers of lawyers that are willing to work with people. So if anybody just needs a number, needs a contact, just hit any of us up through any social media. We'll gladly give it to y'all. And also, what you did was genius. If those people out there don't know, 50-a.org is a great website. It's a government-free website that will give you the information, the full name, badge numbers, and all that to these dirty cops. Yeah, I had to. We need to find them out. I had to. Because once, once I saw his name on that piece of paper, on that that's ticket they gave me on a piece of paper, I'm just like, yo, let me search up this dude. And then everything right there pops up. Everything there popped up. And I'm just like, wow, like... It's over for this guy. Like he mm-hmm. like and like whatever he did in the past is gonna catch up to him. Simple as that. And this right here is all clear, point blank, what he did to me, punching me repeatedly nonstop and it's 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 over for him, bro. I'm just going you feel me? God's just gonna do do what he does and he not, and he doesn't make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad for coming through, man. Thank you for sharing your story. Appreciate you guys we for having me. It's yeah, absolutely. We're going to be in touch. Man, I told you, um, game time. We're going to be on his ass for this. Okay. Um, Appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, rest stop. Take care of yourself. Finish with hospital, everything, you know. Like, let us know if you need anything. And, sure. Yeah. We're, we Thank have resources. We're a community, baby. We love community. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Peace and blessings be upon you. You guys have a beautiful, blessed night, and thank you for having me up here. Okay. So, hello, everybody. My name is Daniela. Um, I'm from Rockland County, which is uh, about 45 minutes away from New York City. Um, the reason why I was in the city, I wanted to hang out with a friend who I went to school with, college with. Um, it was Fashion Week, and there's a lot of events going on. I'm a mom, so I decided to go out finally. Um, and my friend uh, was told about a couple events. And one of them, um, I would say we left uh, around, it was like 10 o'clock-ish, almost 10.30. But we were finding events. Uh, one of the events was a Fabio Foreign. But when we got there, there was a whole line to get in. So we're like, let's not bother. So he got a flyer about a Quavo event um, and it was a live performance outside. So it's like, okay, we're outside, why not? We don't have to force, you know, try to get in, stand on the line, why not? So we ended up getting there. Um, I wanna say it was like 10.45, 11-ish. 
a lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up. NYPD was there with barricades. Not anybody could just, because it was like a street. So there was a barricade and um, nobody could get in that easily. And um, so I was like looking at him like, okay, he ended, actually, my friend went to go park his car and then um, he came back and I waited for him. And I'm like, all right, so how are we going to get in? Because, you know, it's like, it looks like you have to know someone to get in. So, I mean, um, I ended up getting in with him. Um, I saw somebody going in. I was like, hey, just say you know me, you know, like, and the guy, you know, was very nice and was like, okay, I, you know, I'll just say I know you and so you could get in. And then we got in. So everybody was outside. We were just hanging out. Um, the restaurant that was promoting it is called Sweet Chick. So they came out and was giving um, uh, chicken burgers and stuff, feeding everybody outside. Everybody's waiting for Quavo to arrive. Um, Quavo arrived and, um, you know, everybody got all excited because the cars came in. It's the black SUV truck looking cars that celebrities usually get into. And um, people were taking pictures, myself. Um, He went into the restaurant. not Sweet Chicks, I think it was the one next to it, performed, but it was like everybody was outside. So he performed and everybody could see him from outside. When he went in, um, when he was done, he went back to his truck. So me and um, all his friends went by the his truck to take more pictures. It was a crowd. When I tell you a lot of people, it was a crowd. And um, I remember him getting in his truck and he was um, coming out trying to tease us, sort of, kind of. Like, hey, guys, you know, everybody's screaming, oh, my God, Quavo. And, you know, I'm sitting, I took videos and pictures because I was in the front. And then next thing you know, I'm being pushed. And the um, police officers told us, back up, everybody back up. Um, because they needed to get Quavo out. The cars needed to go. So I started backing up. I was pushed forward, started backing up, was pushed forward. So I was pushed into one of the police officers. He turned around and punched me in my mouth. And I was in shock. I uh, was just like holding my mouth because I was in like so much pain. And also I was in shock because I was like, holy cow, did you just hit me? So everybody was, a lot of the people who were behind me were males. So they were like, why'd you hit her? Like, that was a bitch. I don't know if I could curse on here, but that was a bitch ass move of you. Why'd you do that? That's a woman. Why'd you hit her? He turned around like nothing happened. And I, I turned around because I thought he knocked my teeth out. And I was just like, hey, is my teeth still there? That's the first thing I asked. I was like, is my teeth still there? They're like, yeah, your teeth still there but you're bleeding. So I was bleeding on my lip. My lips started to swell up my bottom lip. And then, um, but my whole teeth, the front was just, I I couldn't even really talk, but it was just in pain because he hit me so hard. So I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I need to go find him. So I ended up, he didn't go far. So I ended up walking, not even like, a couple of steps and he was like around because there was this I don't know what you guys because I'm not from the city but ever since COVID you sit outside and I don't know what you guys call it but they sit outside and there's like a cover thing something Mm -hmm. where people sit outside but he was around that 
Mm. And um, I went up to him. I said, um, excuse me, you hit me. He's like, no, I didn't. I was like, yes, you did. So he got nervous or panicked. So he walked away from me and I proceed to follow him. And everybody's like, ma'am, you have the people who saw it. They're like, you have to take your camera out. Because I was just not thinking. I was still in shock that this happened to me. So I took out my phone and I recorded him. And my friend saw me chasing after him. And he goes, why? What are you doing right now? You, you know, and I was like, he just hit me. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I just got hit by this guy, this police officer. So my friend went up to him, I guess, to ask him, like, why did he do it? He was like, I do it. So when I walked up behind him, I'm still following him. I was like, why did you hit me? I need your badge number. He was like, I'm going to arrest you. And I'm like, for, for what? Like, I need you. You just hit me. I need your badge number. He would not give it to me. He would not give me his badge number. So then he proceeded to get into his car. Everybody told me to uh, take a video of his license plate, his plaque. So I did what I was told because, like I said, I was never, I never been in a situation like this. So I did it, and um, he literally turned his lights on and left. And so I went. Me and my friend ran up to a police officer, and we asked, like, "What do we do?" We I just got hit by a police officer, and the officer said, "Well, the nearest precinct is the seventh precinct." So I was like, all right, and we were going to head there. And on our way walking towards my friend's car, someone comes running, ma'am, ma'am, I have the video of the police officer hitting you. And I'm like, wow, like, that's God right there because I didn't think nobody videotaped it. So he came out, he gave it to me. He ended up posting it on social media. Um, and then next thing you know, we ended up going to the precinct that's when, while I was there explaining, I was writing, trying to write a report, I met Ket, Ket, um, Ketwin, mm -hmm. and, um, he, but he was talking to my friend. I couldn't really talk well, well, speak well, I should say, um, because my mouth was in so much pain. So, but my friend was talking and I was just not really paying attention to Ketwin because I was trying to focus and figure out how the, you know, how, what's, what's next? Like, how am I going to deal with this? So, um, but to make the long story short, they told me that the officer does not work there. They don't know who he is. Um, but then the guy who is so crazy, the guy who hit Ked when he was right at like behind the counter pacing back and forth. But they didn't, I didn't put two and two together. I was just not, you know, yes. until I saw his face again in Kedwin's video. I'm like, whoa, that's the guy that was behind the counter. But mine is still, I don't know who he is. He's still out there. I have his picture. I have uh, his license, the license plate, because look like a personal car. And then I have his, um, his face, his license, and the plaque. That's all I have. So right now, he's chilling right now. So, and that's my story. Um, I think, well, um, well, first, I'm so sorry you went through that. Like, you know, it something that should have never happened and like i said before in the previous interview like it's something that unfortunately happens every day um but i believe that with that with the few information that you have we can ask cop watch and somebody should be able to find this guy that would be great because i need his information the badge his name um i have clear picture of his face 
Um, Wait, so you do have the batch number? No, I don't. I don't oh, have it. Don't. Yeah. I just have his okay. face, the car he was driving, the license plate, and the plaque that was on the car. That's all I have. And, you know, so I'm I sure like someone took his face. I was going to go on TikTok <laughs> and do my TikTok Job. Do it, do it, TikTok do research. It. Yeah, right. you know, take. I would post uh, TikTok. Uh, help me find this guy. <laughs> you should. But um, I was gonna say also, if you have a video of the car, on the car it tells you what precinct. Oh wait, no, you said it looked like a personal car, so that would have to be like an undercover. Yes. You think? You think? Yeah, you know, I, really, I really think. No, I really man. think that that Top watch should be uh, able to help us find real car oh, like an undercover vehicle did you did you when you went to the police station did you show them you know what i mean that the, the license plate yeah. on the car when you first asked of all her? they didn't even want me to i think they could tell i wasn't from around there so they didn't even want me to to do a police report i um when my friend went to go park his try to find parking i was like i'm here to make a, a police report about a um a police officer hit, uh, assaulted me. They were like, well, ma'am, um, that's not for police uh, police officers. You have to file a complaint. And so I was like, you know, I'm like, no, I don't know anything. So I'm like, okay. And she gave me the information, the person at the desk. So I proceeded. I just took the information, turned around. And my friend's like, where are you going? I was like, well, they told me that I can't do it. He's like, what do you mean? You know, because he's from the city. So he's like, uh-uh, uh, turn it back around and go get that police report. Um, mm -hmm. And we're fine. With that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you know, so he, you know, I'm thankful for him because he knows exactly what to do. I just was like, I just didn't know if it wasn't him. I probably would have walked away and just head home, you know. But um, I wrote the police report. They videotapes me while I was in the precinct. They recorded me. They asked me questions. They were like, were you intoxicated? Asking me. My friend got very mm -hmm. upset. He's serious right now. Like, she knows what the hell she's talking about. Like, she wasn't intoxicated. Stop, you know? So, and I'm sure they know who he is. I, you know, like, because the person who hit um, Kedwin had the same jacket the person yeah, who hit that's what I was saying. Like, you guys know each other. Like cut it out. <laughs> no, and the thing is, for you, for them to ask, were you intoxicated? So even if you was intoxicated, why didn't? Why would so he could punch you in your mouth? Why didn't he lock you up? That's you know what I mean? Like, right. what, is he just like to punch you in your mouth and then walk away? That's assault. Yeah. If that was a civilian, they would have got charged. Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody but because he's an officer, right he gets a pass. The police station right now. Like somebody just punched me in my mouth, he right up the street. They coming out there and they're gonna go lock that motherfucker up. You you gotta you tell somebody, boom, this motherfucker just punched me in my mouth. They tell me all you would you gotta go file a complaint. You know what I mean? Against an officer. These officers do all types of wild stuff. They'll slam your head and stuff. And it's crazy. Like we can't get swift justice as anybody else would. You know what I mean? Right. And they're, they're supposed to be a whole held to a higher standard. Right. And what I think, you know what I mean? They're supposed to be the, I don't know, man. I just felt, yeah. I was, it, a lot of emotions went through. Like, I looked at him, you know, as a black woman, and he's black, and he, just, like, that's the hard part. you know, that's that was hard. It was like, and Thank when you. I asked him so many times, like, how, why did you do that to me?
he was I know he was in I know he was like fuck I fucked up you know and I wanted him to feel that way because it's like did fuck up like what were you thinking you know why'd you do that you know um I did not touch you I did not I was pushed into you and I I don't know if he expected me to hit him back he wanted to arrest me but I'm like no you got the wrong one I wasn't gonna do that you know call me a punk whatever you want to call me I was that's not the energy vibe I was going down there for you know what I'm saying like I'm that's not I'm not you know, I don't look for trouble. I'm not a troubled person. I have a clean background, you know? So, um, yeah. This is a perfect example of, like, they're very reactionary. Their training truly is absolutely nothing. Like, I guarantee you, he wasn't even probably expecting a woman. He just felt somebody push them, and he just reacted. Mm-hmm. And, and someone like that. He looked at me. He definitely looked. If you, I don't know. You have the video, um, but he looked at me like straight was like and punched me like, you know, no, I, I he knew I was a woman when he looked at me. It was clear. That's it was a power move. That's, it was a power move then because we've seen them do yeah, this a lot. A Even outside of protests, we've seen them do this in public spaces where people just like to linger and take up space as they have every right to, and they like to physically remove people and and. and abuse people just because they have this type of authority and this badge of protection but it's like yeah well he kept threatening me afterwards like i'm gonna arrest you and i'm like for what what i even a threat of arrest with no like proper cause is illegal like that's not not in their policy the nine to provide his information his name and his badge number is also illegal Mm -hmm. and so like it's insane um but i think like what we can best do for you do you have a lawyer uh, have you spoken to any lawyers about oh, potentially I, several lawyers it's so it's a little sad um but they you know i don't i'm not i'm i really want this guy i want justice you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. still out there he's still working he's still chilling because i know i work for a health insurance company i go where my you my shirt or anything I'm working or whatever and I someone and it either goes viral or whatever the case may be my job would fire me like on the spot they don't care <laughs> you know what I'm saying and he was wearing an NYPD jacket and clearly he represents the city and you know to go back to what you said with the lawyers I spoke to several lawyers um, to get their input, and they're pretty much telling me because of my damage, I don't have any damages, it's not going to be that serious. <laughs> um, I would like to provide you with a lawyer's number. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the three of us. Uh, we come from a protest community. We, uh, especially Dons and Bradley, are constantly on the streets protesting the cops. Um, we are... We, we have this knowledge that should be public knowledge, but of course it isn't because who's going to teach it to us if we don't, like, you know, go find it. Um, but I can provide you with some um, better lawyer numbers, L- lawyers that they are very specific about, like, they want to help people, they want to sue the cops. That's what I want, someone uh, hungry who wants to, because it's absolutely. like, you know, I need someone to listen and act just, like... Nah, I really want to help you and not just, I get it. They need their money, but like, okay, but he's still out in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. 
and who and else? a lot of lawyers don't care right a lot of lawyers you have to find like the right lawyers unfortunately that want to make that change right. um i, I do want to tell you something like unfortunately the reality is like we we might be i really have hope in our community somebody's gonna find this guy i really i really think so um but even in finding him and bringing it up to the police i wouldn't expect him to be fired and i wouldn't expect him to really honestly be reprimanded in any form but what you can do in the best way that you can get your justice is by suing him if we're that's, able to find him and video and everything that is the mm -hmm. best way because unfortunately they don't hold each other accountable you know like you said they have to know who this guy is they don't want to tell you and I so even if you find it for them like they're not going to do anything unfortunately right. that's how they work right um but like i feel like in those ways we can help you we can provide with like the contacts the the that we have with our lawyers right and trying to get this guy's face out there and trying mm -hmm. to see if we can find him please yeah. <laughs> and just making like as much noise as possible and bring awareness to your situation what happened to you and like yeah. how often this happens and like yeah. angie said his face so people could just identify him a lot faster because you know social media i'm i'm it's so crazy because I'm at a point where, um, first of all, this never happened to me. I mean, <laughs> but um, it hasn't hit me yet. It hit me, but it hasn't where I like broke down and, you know, cried. Um, but like, I haven't had a chance to tell my mom, my son, you know, I really didn't tell anybody. I mean, I told my sisters, but I haven't had a chance to tell my my on my social media platform because um i feel embarrassed um hurt embarrassed don't be i give you i give you all the props in the world damn right the way you follow behind that cop because a lot of people wouldn't do that and he was telling you in the doorway even he threatened you with the rest yeah. he still and stood like your ground you like stand to the front of the car and i'm like oh you was acting like you was moving, like you was like, you know what I mean? Like you was one of us. Like because people don't do that, you know what I mean? Usually when the cops say whatever, people just get away and go go to the police station. But you was you was on his ass, you know what I mean, to try to get his badge the best way you could. Applying pressure. So I give I give you 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 that mad strength to do that, you know what I mean? Because there's people out here now that we, we get violated, some people just walk away, just like, you know what I mean? So so that was good that you chased him down. I'm glad that you you wanna follow all the way through. And get your you know justice. I mean? I was. I think the reason why he wasn't like going crazy is because I was not calm, but I wasn't like cursing. I, I just said, why did you do it? Can I please have your, you know, I'm kindly asking him and stuff like, I think that's why he wasn't like, yo, get away, you know, like all oh, anger, you know, I don't know. But all I know, if you guys can help me, like I said, I have the pictures. I have uh, the license. I don't know if that will help. We could repost the videos and um, try to get him because people know. I'm telling you, you put. I, I've seen it so crazy on TikTok where it's like they'll a uh, person will go in the concert like I met this cute person. TikTok, help me find this person, and I'm like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah, those videos too. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm very confident we'll be able to find who this guy is at some point. No, we will. Yeah, and I, I just want to say, like, again, I, I think it is, like, amazing that you are even right now speaking out, even though you still haven't processed it and, like, do take I the was, I, You know, I wanted to come and talk, like, I don't know if I'm ready yet, but I'm like, okay, D, you gotta, 
you know, I'm telling myself, just do it. You know, like you're just, you're not hiding anything. You're telling your story. This is exactly what happened. You know, I have nothing yeah. to lie. About. This is exactly what happened. Um, and now it's just time to find him and get this process rolling. Be very proud of yourself, like for doing all of this. Don't be embarrassed. Like, unfortunately, this is the world that we live in. This is our country. This is the uh, beautiful America that everybody, you know, talks about. And, and this is reality. And what happened to you happens to a lot of people. And unfortunately, they don't speak out. And, and, and you speaking out, like, really honestly makes a change. Yes. So we will try and help you in any way that we can. Did you guys see the video or? We, yeah, yes. we, we saw yeah. it. Yeah. We, we yeah. will play it and we'll play like also. Oh, yeah, for play so where, I mean, I just, <laughs> I met, um, your name is Tara, what's your name again? I'm yeah, so sorry. Uh, yeah, that's my name, Terrell. <laughs> um, I go Terrell. by Terrell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either. <laughs> yeah, so um, where do you guys post? the videos is there a specific page all right i i unapologetic talk you yes. know what i mean and um I, I i posted it on my on my on my page and stuff like that my, myself and uh, i'm probably gonna use your video like uh when i when i get ready to uh throw the flyer for the march so people can see exactly what we out there marching for and everything like that i might even play um i think this 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 episode might even be out by then. I might even take a clip of uh, you talking about it and add that part of, you know, being part of the fly so people can see exactly what we'll be outside for. Um, right. But, uh, easy. And, and oh, Randy, um, Randy will send you all the links and all the posts and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And like, we'll share, Randy, please share with us our social media and, and, and we can follow you so you can see what we post and all of that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you go. Um, our, our, our IG um for this for the, you know to catch this episode is um unapologetic talk. This is where you you know what I mean catch your uh your your story and um Kevin's story. You know what I mean? Yes, it's so crazy. Like when I, I saw his vid, today's was the first day I I um, seen his video, and I'm like, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> you know, I saw him at yeah. the precinct. But he, you know, he they just let him go, and I was like. So when I saw the video today, I was like, wait, we could come together with this. Like, this happened the same day, same mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. And very, when I spoke to him, very respectful and, you know, nice. Um, but I was just like, yo, let's come together with this because literally, and that'd be crazy if they're both from the same precinct. <laughs> yeah, y'all are caught up in a gang assault. Yeah, NYPD <laughs> crazy. That was a gang that assault. A gang assault. <laughs> Straight up. And yeah. they, you know, that, that's how they do it, especially on, on the weekends. These cats are Anybody could get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what it is. I said, like, it, 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 it's, it's a big transition from, you know what I mean, uh, like, like, like um, from, like, me and Andrew Sam last episode of 2020 videos to these videos now. You know what I mean? It's no, it's no, no, um, Cops want to unify videos of that shit going around no more. It's all brutality, bro. Worse than, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, the, the worst crimes you see are done by the people that's here to protect us. Mm -hmm. And it's the videos we see every day. Like, especially in New York, man. All I see is, like, like when I see people getting beat up, uh, it's cop videos, bro. Mm -hmm. Gang assault. 
Thanks. Thanks. So, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for uh, coming through and sharing your story and being strong. You know, man, and talking to us. And thank going, you, um, I appreciate it. Get you connected with Andy to see, like, um, you know, uh, get you a list of, um, like, far as for lawyers and stuff like that. Um, you you have my um, ID page, um, and you uh, we all a part of unapologetic talk. So if you hit that up, you 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 know what I mean. You'll get in touch with probably any one of us that's on this call right now. Um, thank you. But yeah, thank thank you thank you for coming through and, and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And let's find him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We will, Daniela. Yes. Thank absolutely. you, guys. <laughs> All right. We'll be in touch. Bye. Have a good night. Good Have night. Good. Okay. So obviously this episode is very important because we are looking to help both of them out. We are looking to help them get their justice. Um, there is a call to action to find this cop, share his face around. Let's try and find him as fast as possible. Um, and obviously, we know this happens every day in New York City, um, which mm -hmm. sucks. Um, but I, we felt like it was very important to give him a platform because we knew the news is not going to pick this up. So, um, but yeah, but with that being said, we are now ready for our episode number two. Yeah, episode number two. I hope y'all ready for this. We are bringing in Dimes, y'all mean? This is Dimes' introduction. Um, Y'all seen the last episode? I hope y'all liked that. That was me and um, Angie's introduction. Now we're going to bring in the dimes and then shit after that, we full swing with it. You feel me? Yeah. Fine. If you know a little bit more about me yeah. on this episode. You just shut the f*** up. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah. It's turned up. It's because you don't want to be interviewed today. So you're not going to get interviewed today? No. You're not going to get... No, I know. I know. <laughs> Finger pointed. Oh, my God. Oh, my Here God. We go. Here we go. All right. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Unapologetic Talk. This is Angie. Yeah. I'm Rally Rebel. Yeah, fire. And today we're introducing our newest addition to the team, Dimes. Welcome. Hi, how are y'all? My name is Dimes. Um, okay, Dimes. Well, we're very excited to have you here and joining the team. Um, tell us about yourself, a little bit of your story, what you do. Yeah, so my name is Dimes. Um, I'm a non-binary social activist, artist, drag performer, event planner, um, and I also have a small business. Uh, I mostly do community organizing work. Uh, I just work, started working as a security guard <laughs> at a LGBTQ center. I've been working with We The People for about two years now, two, three years. Um, yeah. Oh, my pronouns are they, them. Non-binary, you know, that's important. When did you get into organizing? I've honestly been organizing a little bit my whole life. Like, I want to say, as Gen Z, I've just been very um, strong on community work and, like, building with my people. Like, I always felt different. I've um, Being non-binary, like, 
a lot of people didn't understand that. I knew I was non-binary before I knew the term. Like, I was always expressing myself as like a genderless person. Like, I never fit into like a boy or girl standards. Um, in school, like growing up, I was always like that person who was like, the teacher would be like, pointing to the boy, you know, like, can you pick up this chair? I'm like, nah, I got it, I got that chair. You know what I'm saying? I always try to be like a leader in a sense or an example. Uh, growing up, I was like in the gifted and talented program. So I was always like trying to like organize more programs for my schools and stuff. So really my whole life organizing <laughs> ever since the beginning. But oh. real, real in the streets, impactful organizing with communities on like a larger scale. That was three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. Wait, um, was that before Occupy City Hall, Abolition Park, or was that? Um, I started organizing with a few of my friends. I told them, once I saw the George Floyd um, out um, incident across social media, and that was like widespread news, I just was like, I cannot not be a part of history. I'm like, history is repeating itself, and I was learning about it in history books just a few years ago, so... Um, that's when I started organizing my people to come outside and actually like only one of them showed up. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just me. I pulled out by myself, <laughs> but I was like, I, it was like thousands of people outside. So I was like turning up and, um, I ended up seeing my people there like, and then they brought somebody. So it was like the three of us and I heard these speakers talking and they opened up the floor and it was like, if anybody wants to speak, so I hopped on the mic. And I was like, just saying my piece about um, my experience as like a black youth and what I, what I felt like I can contribute. I just brought love and light to the situation. I was saying like, anybody could do this work and we should be doing this more. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was my first time like really like speaking and I ended up being like in the New Yorker or something like that. Some important. Like, I'm trying to think, I can't, like I can't remember the first time I, I spoke. It was it was when I came out here, but I can't. No, I'm talking about as far as on the board. I, my first time speaking out was in Jersey, going against the, uh, going against the other organizer that was out there mm. at the time. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, um, because it was like uh, like it was my fourth one I had went to with him, and I was just like, God damn it. He, we don't want to hear about slavery, motherfuckers. Like, yeah. <laughs> Talk about some recent, some modern yeah, problems. Yeah, bro, because that's what I keep telling people. Like, you know, we we um we don't have to, you know, yeah, we we could we can go to the back, you know, to the to the past and resort to that of how we can learn and get better and, and take. But we, you know, times changes. The th the things we're fighting is is on the same level, but it's different. You know what I mean? Different ways of uh. The social media and all this stuff, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all brand new tactics and stuff that we are setting and, and writing the history for, you know what I mean? Um, for the, for the younger generation. But, um, you know, uh, I can't think, I can't think of the last, I, I can't, it wasn't definitely, I remember, I remember that the, you know, the organizer kept talking about slavery and I think it was like the, like I said, the fourth time I heard him say that. So then I was like, I think I, I think he was saying that the, where we was at, I've been locked up like three times there. And he was trying to tell me that they don't, 
they're not racist here in this town now or some shit like that. And I was like, yeah, nah, I'm looking at three of them right there. Lock me up on some straight driver through here. Like, them right there, I started pointing them out. And it was like, um, Jersey, like they had snipers. That's what I said. They had snipers and stuff on the roof. And, um, later on, uh, no, before, before I left there, no, maybe like a half an hour after I left there, it was cops on my Instagram. You know what I mean? Um, it went from cops on my Instagram to later on at, at by the end of the night, uh, you know, when I was paranoid and I was sitting outside like late at night, it's outside my house and shit. And I was drinking and shit, mm. all drunk, sweating and crying and just, you know what I mean? And uh, I was just like, just like, just going through it. And my, my boys was there. And uh, I remember they was like, like dad, somebody shot light through the window and joint. I'm sitting outside, I wasn't even paying attention. And, and, and I, I like go back inside real quick and I'm looking and shit and it's cops. You know what I mean? Two or two, you know what I mean? Two or three o'clock in the morning, they, they ride past, like, shining lights mm-hmm. through the window. And I'm just like, oh, let me stop what I'm doing. I got to find somewhere else to do this shit at. <laughs> and then Jersey had gave up. The numbers were, like, by the fourth or fifth protest. By the, by the fourth protest, they had, the, the, the fourth protest I went to, like I said, it was the same organizer. And everybody was in the, um, they had everybody in the, in the like, the, the baseball field, shit in the stadiums, and they had cops lining people up in the in the in the stadiums, and I'm like, nah, this ain't no protest. Mm. Like where the cops are like, you know what I mean, organizing the joint. So I was like, nah. But my first police interaction, I want to, I mean, being black in America, I wish I could say it was a protest. It wasn't a protest, but like hands on, face to face, like talking with them and having to um, deal with them was. Like at a protest, like, um, I was like, the first time I was arrested was at a protest as well. For the first time you ever been arrested? Yeah, but the first interaction, like, I was, I remember I was coming down 125th. It was like on the FDR when the George Floyd protest in 2020. I was 16. I was coming down the FDR and um, I was I was trying to like just meet up with the march because I put up late black people timing. So I'm like, okay, I'm running, I'm running, and then. I'm meeting other protesters and stuff, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're here for that? Like, we're all here for the right reasons. Everybody's running, catching up. And I see this black woman, and then I see this black police officer chasing her. She's running because she's being chased, and I'm like, yo, yo, you okay? Are you okay? She's like, looking back, she gets tackled on the FDR. Like, and um, I'm stopping because I'm like, hold on, like, why'd you just tackle this lady? Like, what did she do wrong? He's like, y'all can't be on here. I'm like, the protest is here, bro. What are you talking about? There's people here already. You just trying to bully her because she's the only one? Like, he's like, do you want to be arrested too? Do you want me to grab you too? And this lady's telling me, you know what? Just keep running. Just keep going. You know, let's go. So I'm like, damn. Like, you know, I'm like running and shit. I'm like, that was the first time like I've ever been threatened to arrest or had a threat of arrest. And... Yeah, I made it to the march and everything, got there safely, but um, toward the end, like, uh, I I'd gotten tired of walking and everything, so uh, somebody gives me a ride on the car. And um, I'm sitting in the car, and then all of a sudden, we're driving through the protest, you know, because there's cars, there's thousands of people, there's bikers, there's, like, safety team, legal teams, all this stuff out there, because it was so beautiful to organize, and then these cops, there's a line of cops going down Chelsea, like, and we went all the way from FDR to Chelsea. 
And it was like, they just came and like riot gear. You know, there was already, so I already, I had a bad feeling. Like I knew they were trying to instill fear, like try to pop shit off, but the car kept going. The march was going, you know what I'm saying? They were trying to get everybody dispersed and everything. It was just too, it was too, too impactful. Like, and then they they stopped the car and everything. They don't really give us a warning. They just like, they like stop the car, stop the car. They start opening up the doors and everything. Like, oh, pull everybody out. The driver pulled out. They throw them on the floor and everything. And I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, he get a warning. Cause you know, at this time I was 16, I wasn't really aware of all my rights. This is like when I was first started organizing, and I'm like, what was the? I know he wasn't in the wrong, but I just I didn't know what the right thing to do was. And like, they end up grabbing him, arresting him, and I'm like, where are you taking him? They end up snatching me out of the car by my leg, like throwing me on the floor. They're about to arrest me too, and um, some lady ended up stopping me because she heard me speaking. She heard when I um, got on the mic and I was talking about how I was 16 and how I just came out there, but I've always been preaching about this stuff. Like now it's the time to take action and come out and organize and like really learn from each other. And she heard that, that hit her. So she saved me from getting arrested. That was, that was like my first, second police interaction. What brought you to Abolition Park, City Hall? Um, really, I, that was, seeing City Hall, seeing Abolition Park on the news, it warmed my fucking heart, like, to see that there was still hope in the community, because I've always seen so many people who are in, like, such a stuck mindset, such a fixed mindset of, like, complacency, like, they can't do anything, so... I just saw that hope, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna run with this. Like, I know I there's I other people news, like, That's like a me, yeah. yeah, like who really will put their bodies on the line to mm-hmm. come outside and take action. So when I saw that, I was like, I gotta go there. I gotta meet those people. That was the first time I see that shit too. Yes, yeah, so the news. Put, the, put, the, put your bodies on the line. Is the white people to the front? Right. I was like, yo, what the? Fuck? I was like, oh yeah, my god, like, what the fuck is going on like, out here? People but care. I was like, yo, yeah, shit was They're like, it was, it was nuts though, like. Just like the whole like the training and like I said when I got there like when they said like like bodies on the line the white people to the front niggas start moving and shit I'm like damn they already like this like I want to see like who is teaching like you know what I mean just to see how to get organized and start training like that because I'm like they already started moving even though we ain't no shit at that time we wasn't you know what I mean but I'm just saying just like to have people to just start moving like people are it's people that's fighting and believe like even even the marches now like where they be like a little bit of people but. I'll be like, boom, all right, this we, we all just not, we gonna take the street and we gonna do something, we all gonna get locked up, or we all gonna do this. We go through and do it, and it's like everybody's with it. So that's when the shit like you got people that's like boom that believes and um Yeah, I think that's 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 I think that's fire. You know what I mean? I think that's uh that's what keeps me going, knowing that it's people that, you know what I mean, depend and believe on on uh Shit, they they like people believe in me and I believe in them, you know what I mean? So I think that's that's what's fire. But we're um at City Hall, right? Now when 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 City Hall got raided, right? I don't know, would you there for that? No, I wasn't there. Alright. When it got when it got raided, right? Now when, all right, so when I was protesting in Jersey and shit started to die down, the, the numbers got small, they started putting snipers out there. 
And like I said, college road past my, I was like, man, this shit is over. Until I seen City Hall. And I came out like, that's a protest. Niggas stayed the night and shit. So I'm like, oh, that's lit. So I came out there. And then when City Hall, when it got raided, you know, um, I think we went back that same day at the end of the night. <laughs> and we couldn't, uh, uh, you know, the performative motherfuckers just took us around the circle around that motherfucker and then walked us away from it. Yo, I thought we was going to take it bitch back, yo. But, yo, we, we left. And I think I cried for like two days. I just thought it was over, you know. And I got a, I, I, I think it was Devin. I think Devin hit me, like text me or something. Yeah, like, oh, there was a couple that. of us in the park. And I called him, and he let me talk to a couple of people. And at that time, I didn't know. I wasn't that cool with everybody. But, you know what I mean? It was just the fact that people hit me and was like, oh, we still hanging with each other. And I was like, you know what? Oh, we still, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, still marches going on out here. So I, I, I came back. You know what I mean? I came back like two days later. Them being in the park. You know what I mean? Seeing everybody still together would kept me like out here and then getting my own movement. But what, what? What made you stay? Like, what made you not, like, go back? Like, ah, you know what I mean? What, what, what kept you going, kept you organizing and being out here? What kept me organizing my personal motivation? I got burned out a couple times. <laughs> what prevented my burnout was just the acknowledgement of realizing that this is, this is now my lifestyle. Like, you know, abolition is, like, a mindset change. It's a new way of living. So learning about um, other abolitionists in the past history and how much um, how much trauma that our parents have had and like that's passed down and that I feel and that's like, you know, it's, I, you can't stop. But what personally kept me fighting and strived this motivation for organization throughout my community was living this fight you know, like living, breathing, abolition. It's just a new way of living. Um, I can't really see any other way than equity. Like everyone always strives for um, equality or like peace, but I know that's not realistic. I want to see a world that's like everyone has the resources that they need. Um, you You give... You know, there's love, there's respect. And until I see that, I'm not going to stop fighting. And so we're talking about a lot of words that um, are very familiar to us because we've been, you know, in this community and, and we have put ourselves in, in these spaces where, you know, this is the language that we use. But so many people don't know what abolition means. They don't know what, you know, being a performative activist means um, or being non-binary, you know, you'd be surprised how many people don't know the difference between identity and sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so, if, yeah, if you can speak a little bit about like, how do you hear about, you said you, you, you knew you were always, you know, non-binary, but you didn't really know the term non-binary. So when, when does that like connection happen? Uh, when do you hear about abolition and, and you know? So first hearing about, um, the LGBTQ community back in high school, I was just like, no, back in middle school. Um, I only thought there was like bisexual people, lesbians, trans people. Uh, I didn't hear about being non-binary until I started organizing and doing more community work and research on the history of like black oppression and how far like 
it's rooted in like white supremacy and um, like far, far back, you know, back in colonizer times. So the ideals of like conquer and divide were used toward anybody who was different. Like whether or not you were black, you were trans, you were queer. Um, but my identity uh, as non-binary, which is very different for everybody else, like the trans umbrella is huge. But I go by non-binary because I always felt genderless. Like I felt like um, a person, you know, not someone connected to their genitalia. Like I always like to be referred to as diamond, like, or dimes, um, which is, you know, my nickname, but all my community calls me dimes. So I just reel with that. Like it's pretty like, you know, androgynous. My look was always androgynous. I always liked feminine and masculine clothing. Like I shopped in everybody's section. So just whatever fit, whatever was comfortable, whatever was cute. Uh, I played like androgynous sports, you know? So it's just um, something that I was always uh, attracted to and associated with. And then hearing about um, non-binary people and trans people in the, that community, um, I learned about two-spirited people. Mm -hmm. And that dates back to um, indigenous culture and like Caribbean culture. And they, um, and there was always trans people. Like there was trans people fighting the wars. There was like trans leaders. There was trans, um, we had leaders and monarchs and um, in, two, in indigenous culture, two-spirited people were like shamans and healers. They were like appreciated people in their community. But until like all that stuff was whitewashed away, you know, our communities lost that. They lost touch of um, what it really what it really means to be in your own skin and be comfortable, and like not allowing yourself to be placed in a box. So like, once I learned about how important that is and how much I connected to it, I'm like, oh hell yeah, I need to preach yeah. this to everybody else I know, you know. And then when I tell people I'm non-binary, they're like, what is that? Like, mm -hmm. what does that even mean? Like, and I tell them like, I'm just a person. You know, I identify as myself. Like, you could call me dimes, you could not call me at all. Like, if you want to use pronouns, you could say they, them, theirs. Um, but, yeah. Like, it was just something I was comfortable with and I just preached it to everybody else. And a lot of people was like, damn, that makes sense. Like, yeah. you're right. Like, why is society so fixed on telling people what to do? It's really just, it boils down to capitalism. Mm -hmm. What they can control. You know, they used to profit back in the day off of, like, pink and blue, like, gender reveal parties, like, yeah. discerning people into, like, different genders or sexes. Because also, like you were saying, like, the difference between, like, sex and gender identity. Gender identity is how you feel. Like, how you express yourself based on society's fixed gender roles. Um, sex, there's three sexes. Like, sex, you can be um, male, female, or intersex. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of people don't even know about the intersex community. I'm personally not a part of that community, but like, um, I know one person who's born with two parts. Yeah. Like, there's some people yeah. with like two pieces of genitalia. Yeah, the intersex yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. And like this all goes back to like, you know, information. I feel like this is something every school should be teaching, you know, yeah. in, in high school, middle school, because like these the are people are that so exist. Outdated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then there's this 
there's this big talk of like i have a lot of people that i know of and friends that we've gotten into these conversations and they're like well you know i agree with everything but i just feel like let kids be kids you know kids should be kids and i'm just like but you're only saying that to a certain extent right because gender reveals it's a it's a thing that just came about what less than 20 years ago because 20 years ago nobody was doing gender reveals Mm -hmm. gender reveals is like a very trendy thing and now it's like well before you have your child you're already saying girl pink dolls you know right. boy cars feminizing right. them hyper-masculating these boys and, and not allowing them to really express their true exactly and so you're already not allowing them to be kids mm-hmm. so your argument of let kids be kids it's already it's like contradictory. It's, 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 it's contradictory false. yeah it's false and a lot of people like don't you know have the knowledge and that's why i always say i'm like you can't say let kids be kids because just that's just not how it works unfortunately they're gonna go and then everybody's different you know and i feel like people know very young where they fall they may not have the information or the the right names or the right support Mm -hmm. but like i myself like you know i consider myself non-binary and this is something i'm exploring as of very recently because coming from a colombian household like we're told girls i don't know if you guys know like colombian women are very much into like looks and like you know surgeries and plastic surgeries so like my mom was always on my ass about like don't leave a house without makeup like do your hair every day you know like that is that that outfit is like you look like a boy and so that was like very still in my mind and being married being in you know with to being married to uh cis men like who's straight um i still didn't have i didn't give myself you know the chance to like really explore that and it wasn't until like 2020 in our community and stonewall and having all these conversations and looking into these things and i'm like yeah i mean like i have this hard conversation with all the time she expects me to like cook for pachi and clean for pachi and like play into this role because you know i have a vagina and i'm like that's not gonna ever be me i'm not you you know like that's not gonna be i work he works i cook he cooks i clean he like you know like yeah and so but like it's so important to have people like you that like you know like you know what you're talking about you've always um known what you're you know who you are and and it's very easy to explain to other people like this is what it is when you have like you know representation when's the last time you shot dice (laughs) (laughs) last week Yo, how do you feel about the mayor? <laughs> how do you feel about the mayor? <sighs> Leroy. Leroy. Let's talk. That shit's funny as hell. Leroy Adams. I came to your community meeting. At where was that sunset? Sunset High School? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. It was at sunset. You didn't let me in. Let me in next time. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. I, I honestly dislike every single move this New York City mayor has made. He's reallocated over a billion dollars to the NYPD. Like, we know where the NYPD has come from. They came from slave catchers. Like, the police were slave catchers and we still have them here. As abolitionists, I cannot agree with policing, police, you know. I I can't even say I wanna defund them. Like, I just wanna abolish them completely. Um, I want to dismantle any like um, system of oppression of my people, but he hasn't done anything to do that. He hasn't done anything for the people. He's more so protected the property. Um, and I don't agree with any of his moves. If he does, 
listen to this and he you know wants to do something for the community realistically let's have a sit down like let's talk about these issues like let's have our demands met the leaders of new york city have been talking about what we can do for the community we have examples we have notes we've been um in the ground asking the people what they need and he hasn't listened to us he's pointed his camera at us he's laughed at us but he hasn't listened to us like yeah yo um that, that's that's what's crazy too because he's, he he's putting he got out this false narrative of hope. He got he got elected off of what happened in 2020. We all know that, right? It's, it was a whole bunch of black electives, um, people got elected during you know 2020, and that was the whole the boom, the pull shades over your eyes because everybody elected these people because of the color of their skin and just ah, like even like I said when when I was uh interviewing the people in the park, um. One of the black dudes said he's doing the best he can for a black man, and that's the same shit I used to say for Obama. That's just, that's, yeah. I swear, no. our same no, shit. Like, oh, yeah. he's doing the best he can for what he can. You know what I mean? And and the best thing they can do <laughs> is to like get out there and put the truth out there. You mm-hmm. feel me? That's the best thing the black man can do in that position is get up there and just tell the truth. Like, niggas, some bullshit. They, you know what I mean? I'm a puppy. <laughs> Anybody like, get this job as a like, puppy? Tell us your scapegoat. Oh, yeah. Like, we know. We already know. Yeah, so. Um, They're just using you. Yeah. Is it all right? So, yeah, promote, 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 because you got a lot of stuff going on. Yes, I have promote, so promote much. Promote your shit business. To... Promote, you know what I mean? Your actions. Tell them, tell the people how you get down, Doms. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, where should I start first? Uh, I um, just started taking my business and modeling career a lot more seriously this year. Um, I started modeling when I was younger as a kid. I modeled for Barbizon, but um, now in recent years, I just got published in Vogue. Um, I'm a creative director as well, so I said design all my stuff and yeah, I do like everything from hair and makeup and fashion designing, including in my business. Um, I'm a black owned queer small business. I'm working on my all my legal stuff right now. I'm a certified natural hairstylist. Uh, I went to school for that. And yeah, I just I've been working really hard um, on myself because like I just need to see more non-binary like queer youth represented, you know. Like, I need to see more people like me in mainstream. <coughs> so if I don't see people like me in mainstream, I'm going to keep doing this work. Um, besides that, like, community, no, I got to get to community organizing. Community organizing, yeah. Got to get to that chapter. Community organizing, uh, I just brought back the Stonewall was a riot. Stonewall, the Stonewall marches have been going on since 2020. Um, the, but the riots have been, the riot happened in 1969. Um, ever since 2020, you know, black trans women have been speaking about the issues that happen to the LGBTQ community, the queer community, and no one has done anything. New York City has no protective legislation, so I decided to come outside and march until I see some type of protection, like legally toward my people, toward trans people, black people, and queer youth. Um, 
Also, I'm working with We the People uh, every fucking Thursday on Fulton and No Street. Talk heavy. Um, heavy talk. We outside feeding the people from one till when it's done, when the food is stopped. Um, yeah. Oh, I also work with Boost Talking. Talk yeah. heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like wow. the first black femme security guard there. Talk. Yeah. Talk. I'm trying, I'm trying to make some moves. Like I want to see people like me doing big things. I want to be like the first to a lot of things. And I feel like we could all be like the greatest at something. You know? I want to be the greatest at a whole bunch of things. And you're, you're a host on a podcast. Yeah, and I'm the new fucking host talk, of talk Unapologetic heavy. Talks. Talk yeah, gonna see me a lot more. So get used to my face. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! Let's wrap it up a different way. Let's hold up. Wait a minute. Let's let's finish. Let's do it again. Yeah. All right. Yo, you want me to say it again? Yeah, you said it. Okay. Yeah. Get yourself together. And just got finished blowing on that tundra. We smoking that tundra in here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Hi, yo, that's a wrap. That's Dime. Um, thank you, Dimes. We're so excited to have you here. Yes. Um, you're gonna bring like you know so much knowledge into this podcast, and yeah, so tune in every Monday, right? On all social media platforms, YouTube. Um, we the people every Thursday. Yeah. Did you say your Instagram? Oh, no, my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at dimes underscore Cartier, dimes with a Z. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching Unapologetic Talks. Fuck the police.